0: Good morning Kerry, says a texter, it was an impressive sight to see so many South Islanders yesterday taking to the streets with their vehicles in protest of the tar culling. We let too many decisions go unchecked. I'm a city person and know nothing about tar, but common sense tells me when so many people quietly make a stand, then there's likely something to see. And by popular demand, we are joined now by Willie Durley. a protest over Doc's new tar culling programme brought traffic to a crawl in the Mackenzie district yesterday. The New Zealand Tar Hunting Foundation wants an end to the program to eliminate the Himalayan mountain goat from the area. Willie Dooley joins me now. Good morning to you. I had a number of texts saying, get Willie Dooley on the phone, and my producer was trying. (laughs) Here you are. (laughs)
1: How are you doing, Kerry? Thanks thanks for the opportunity to
0: speak. Oh, no, it's great. Thank you. Um, Why, uh, the the one question that the, the... good callers I've had on thus far who are hunters who haven't been Mm. able to tell me. Why isn't 425,000 hectares of public conservation land enough for for hunters?
1: Well, I mean, that's the frustrating thing is we've got the Department of Conservation telling the media, saying, oh, there'll be plenty of hunting opportunities left over. Not many people, you know, make their business and recreate in the national parks, uh, which is Aoraki, uh, Cock and Wickland National Parks. Yet they've never sat down with us and said, how does this affect you? You know, where do you Make your income from? Um, do you do much in these areas? Um, we'd spend a huge amount of times there. You know, the national parks are where the tar were actually introduced, right at Aladaki Mount Cook at the Hermitage there, 116 years ago. Yeah. So it's a really special place, and um, huge numbers. You know, we're talking thousands of recreational hunters. You know, one helicopter operator alone on the west coast puts in over over a thousand tar hunters into these areas. Um, so that that's hugely important and. Um, when, when they talk about there's all these areas outside the national parks you know a lot of that's private land um, for yeah. many of us you know the majority of us we're not we don't have access to that private land so um it is a huge effect if they remove power from the national parks and there's no reason they can't have a lowly populated but highly valued herd um you know there's been precedent set you know uh, the national parks act which which they i guess using as their rationale for it, you know, yeah. there's been precedent set where you're allowed trout, you're allowed birds in national parks, you know, these are all introduced species that have a value and um, tar are no different, they're highly valued um, we just need to manage them, um, but uh, going about it this way, it's just, just going to see ongoing conflict and um, a lot of us are hurting from it, so yeah, it's pretty sad
0: If they have to be shot why aren't they getting hunters to shoot them?
1: Well it's I mean, hunters, we're the guys in the year after year, uh, hunting tar off our own bat, you know, at no cost to the taxpayer. Um, but the department, they've never worked with us. They've never sat down and said, hey, guys, these are our targets. How can we get you involved uh, to minimise the amount of taxpayer helicopter culling we, we need? They've never done that, you know. We're all we're conservationists, you know. If we get, if they say, hey, guys, I want you to come in here, control these animals, we want you to run predator trapping, man, we we'll would be putting our hands up. Um, it's just really frustrating, you know, the doc- the local DOC people, they're awesome people. They know this tar cull, you know. They don't believe in what's going on, but it's, it's all coming from our um, Minister of Conservation, you know. She has a pet hatred against tar, and she's really, you know, pushing it down the line. And I, it's like having a do her duty work. So, um, yeah, it's, again, it's like really sad, you know. We had guys here yesterday, including myself, you know. We're young guys. Um, we make our income from hunting in those national parks. We have young families to feed. And yet you've got doc going, and you know, in the last few days they've been slaughtering hundreds of these bull tar, uh, worth you know, fourteen thousand for the local economy, uh, worth so much. You know, we have got a government boasting about COVID recovery into regions, into mental health, all those things. Well, all of this is going against that. You know, my mental health—I've barely slept for the last few weeks. Uh, my ability to provide, you know, for my business now is hugely impacted, um, and I'm just one of you know, hundreds of people. So. It does seem crazy, and um, we literally have not been sat down and consulted with. You know, they released the plan two days uh, before the meeting, and th- and then they released the final plan. You know, 15 minutes before wanting to start the next day. I mean, the consultation has just been absolute rubbish. Um, it really has just been rail railroaded through from the start, and that's why that's why we had to protest. You know, we've tried to consult with them. We had to go to court to. Um, to even be heard, and the judge said, Doc, you haven't done your consultation, uh, proper consultation yet. In the meantime, he allowed them to go to a massive number of hours, you now half the hours. And this is a frustrating thing. You know, with, the, with half these telling hours the judge said they could do, they could have gone and done anything we agreed on. So they could have gone and spent that outside the feral range, mm-hmm. uh, which is controlling the spread of tar. We all agree on that. They could have gone and controlled areas of high populations of nannies, which are the breeding herd. We all agree on that but they went straight to the national parks and straight to hunting and killing these magnificent bull tar, which they know is such a kick in the guts for us because that's our incentive and that's how we make our money. Um, so, But when, really you, when a,
0: you talk about how you make your money, how do you make it now without the overseas hunters coming in?
1: Well, there's still local hunters. And I mean, the thing is, we've got these bull tar. Um, they're not Bulls don't breed. It's yeah. nannies that have, it's, the nannies control the population. You know, these bulls, we still need them there, you know, a year down the track. A trophy bull, so when someone's paying $14,000 to come hunt this bull, he's shooting like a six-, seven-, eight-year-old bull. Um, so if they kill these bulls now, it's particularly, you know, for up, for about five-, six-, seven years, there's going to be no mature bulls to harvest. So um, it's not just, oh, there'll be plenty of bulls left over, or, you know, they're shooting these mature bulls. And we're talking, you know, 10 years down the track where we're back to a to a stage where there'll be, a you know, a, sustainable population to the trophy hunting there. Can I
0: just say though in the plan I had a look at when, when before I came on air um, they certainly don't talk about how they kill them do they? They're very sort of they fanny around with words they just talk about an aerial yeah they talk about reducing them and um, aerial control but they don't actually say shooting but they do say identifiable males will not be targeted
1: Which that's outside the national parks? Yeah, um,
0: that, that's on the public conservation land.
1: Yeah, outside the national parks they've agreed to not shoot. Ah, all, okay, okay. Which is fantastic. But mm. inside the national parks you have this National Parks Act 1980, which is 40 years out of date. And in our opinion, you know, it's so unrealistic with the realities of national parks. There's so many introduced species in national parks. Erythium, you know, weeds spreading through their decimating alpine herb fields. Yeah. <clears throat> Yet they're singling out tar. You know, we are there's rabbits, there's hares all through They're doing a lot of browsing damage. Yet you know, again they're singling out tar, it's a motive issue, one the minister really doesn't like.
0: Wow. Um, okay. So So it's it, become it's personality pretty... politics really rather than an issue that can be worked through.
1: Oh, hundred percent. You know, mm. you know, for the last ten years we've worked really well with Doc. Um, you know, they've removed on average about four thousand animals a year. I guess the thing we want to stress is they keep saying there's this population explosion of tar. I mean, that's not true. We've never had a tar issue per se until our current Minister of Conservation. Um, you know, we've been removing 4,000 animals a year on average. The population's been lar- largely in check. You know, it's been here for over 116 years. Um, if it had been exploded, there'd be no vegetation left. You know, not yeah. one native species has become extinct. Uh, within this range that they've been here. We we usually care for the environment for the native plant species. We know it needs to come first. But the big thing that's lacking here is any science, you know. We've got this great Himalayan tar control plan they put in place 27 years ago. It lays a great framework. It says, you know, this is the the 10,000. It's an initial kind of guesstimate of where the population, um, we think the, the environment could hold without before it does an unacceptable level of damage. It needs to be updated by ongoing vegetation and population monitoring. But the problem is, DOC's never done that monitoring. We've got no science. Mm. You know, they've, they've done this aerial survey two years ago that yeah. says the population somewhere between 17,000 and 55,000. Now, that's a huge confidence interval. And they go, okay, we'll go smack in the middle, as you would. And they go, oh, that's three times as high as yeah. uh, the 10,000 limit. I but, am- um, they', they have-
0: yeah, sorry. No, that's okay, Willie. I am going to have to go. We're going to have to make, have a break because we've got bills to pay too. But um, <laughs> I really do appreciate you coming on and giving some insight into it. And I agree with you about the science. When you start making policy around inexact science and inaccurate science and guesstimates, that is really concerning. Thank you so much for your time. Willie Dooley, TAR Foundation spokesperson.